support for this podcast comes from Staffing Future. Nowadays, your recruitment website needs to do more than just validate your business. Websites are your digital front door, where new clients and great talent should come knocking. So do you want your recruitment website to stand out from the crowd, generate new business leads and placement revenue? If that's a yes, then talk to Staffing Future, the recruitment website and technology experts. Get a free website and technology stack review and competitor analysis today. Just visit staffingfuture.com slash rules. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. Welcome to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles. With me, your host, James Whitelock. Can you trust an automated process to screen candidates, or is it always better to have a recruiter in the process? This week, my guest is Darian Michael, founder at Qualify. Darian talks to me about the innovations in screening technologies, the advantages of combined human automation screening systems, and what the future holds for candidate screening. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules Podcast. And today I am joined by Darren from Qualify. Um, so, Darren, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Now, you're acro- you're based across the pond, as uh, many of our guests are now kind of. Uh, so it's unlikely that some of our kind of UK audience will have come across you or your business. So it'd be really good if you could give us a little introduction to yourself and a little bit about what your business does. Yeah, absolutely. For, first of all, thanks for having me on. And yeah, it's super cool that uh, we live in a world where I can, you know, talk to you face to face super easily. Um, but yeah, I'm based in Indianapolis, Indiana. My team is remote. We're based here in the States. We have most of our folks here in um, the Indianapolis, Indiana area and throughout um, different states in uh, in the U.S. But our, our company is Qualify, uh, Qualify.hr. And we're really focused on the problem of the phone screen and making that um, a more uh, faster, more efficient and more pleasant experience for both recruiters and their candidates. And so um, we have a platform that allows recruiters to pre-record questions, uh, automate and structure their interviews and send those out at scale and let candidates still respond over the phone at their own convenience and uh, capture those responses for recruiters to listen back to. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very cool. Um What's your background, though? So you, there must be a reason why you've kind of built yourself a kind of a screening and HR platform. It, you know, is your background in, in this, in HR and, and in staffing and recruitment? Yeah, so what, what I tend to hear, I'm sure you hear the same things from a lot of folks, is that they kind of just stumble into this world. It's not something they set out to do. Um, and that's definitely the case for me. I think the the intersection for me is just always being entrepreneurially minded. I think that's kind of the the genesis. But um, in terms of getting into the world of HR and recruiting, it started at my last company where I was. Uh, I didn't have the title of recruiter. It was uh, I was the vice president of a fast growing company. The co founder and the CEO, the, the CEO co founder, um, he was the one that. Uh, brought me on as employee number one. And we hired for a lot of functions except for internal operations. So it kind of left me to be the the one man ops team doing finance, doing all the general legal admin stuff. And then uh, for at least our first 40 hires or so, uh, the HR and recruiting function fell on my plate as well. And so that's where I 
you know, learned the most, well, not necessarily the most, but that's where I, you know, got my uh, first look into the world of HR and um, started to, you know, sense these pain points for myself that led me to wanting to solve at least one of them um, and w- what became Qualify. Yeah. Um, and do you have a, a kind of a background in technology? Is that where this kind of, because kind of creating a, you know, being a recruiter is is one thing, you know, picking up phones and kind of doing that kind of part of the business and screening people and looking through kind of uh, CVs and resumes, but then going as far as building out an actual kind of technology platform to kind of handle that. Um, yeah. You know, was that just, we, we just had the idea or, or do you even get involved in the programming stuff? Is that kind of, how, how, how deep do you go? <laughs> yeah, I go, uh, I won't say surface deep. That might be a discredit to myself, but um, what I tell people, especially recently, I've come to really appreciate the power of teams. So, uh, honestly, none of this would have been possible without originally my co-founding team. So I, I started this with my brother. Um, his name is Devin. He and I are both not technical. So for a while, it was just us trying to sell a dream, sell an idea, you know, li- like literally that, like drawing up sketches, you know, writing, documenting things, talking to potential customers and just getting their feedback. And that was it for a while. And we were scrapping to figure out who can help us with this. And um, we found... Um, our two co-founders who are actually on the technical side. So they've built really the core of the product. And then over this year, we've started to be able to hire um, more people on the team. So we have a, a our, our engineering team has grown as well as our, our overall team. And so I like to tell people that I can uh, take a little bit of credit for the idea, but beyond that, it's <laughs> been everyone else just uh, executing in uh you know, staying to the course and really understanding our customers really well. Hey, listen, the, the audience here is probably quite fresh to you. So you could have said anything, really. You could have said you put the whole thing from scratch yourself, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, probably wouldn't leave the UK. <laughs> um, but it sounds like a really kind of interesting product. But it, it kind of it poses a couple of questions, which uh, we're going to kind of discuss today. So the first thing is, is how do you how do you kind of blend that kind of human and technology kind of based kind of screening experience you know you, you talk to a lot of recruiters and they'll say that you know it is predominantly a face-to-face it's a person-to-person people by people kind of scenario so how do you kind of blend those kind of two processes yeah first of all i do i have so many opinions on obviously i'm biased in terms of what i what i'm putting out out there into the world um but i have so many opinions around that that notion but in terms of how we do well, it because we do know that you, darren if you feel if you yeah, yeah yeah no no like so we, know, that is one of the yeah that's one of the i wouldn't say objections but one of the hesitations that we get is like oh i can't have the back and forth dialogue or i can't um have these one-to-one conversations with people and um what i would like to argue is that um Yes, those human interactions are important, which is why we try to incorporate them in the product, which I can outline here in a sec. But um, you have to think about the trade-offs in terms of uh, the inefficient processes, the lack of speed and the inconvenience for candidates um, and how that can negatively affect the overall candidate experience and actually create drop-off, which um, put you further and further away from your best hires. If you're not able to really scale your output and, um, and have, like I said, people are trying to have these, you know, really engaging conversations with people and, and create these human experiences. But then if they're not able to, you know, coordinate well, 
um, if they ultimately lose candidates because they're taking too long, um, and those candidates get other job offers or they just miss out because their best candidates get hired faster, then is that really helping you? Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, what we've learned is that recruiters really do care about what their candidate experience is like, and they want to make sure that they're not putting candidates off by introducing new technology uh, such as ours. And so the way that we talk about that is actually scaling the human touch um, because it's the recruiter's voice. The, the, we help them when we sign them up. Uh, we help them understand how to record these questions to make it more engaging, mm -hmm. to be able to weave in their story, weave in more information about the job. And at the end of the day, the voice that the candidate hears is a real person and it's the person and that they most likely will talk to you next in the process. It's just a matter of um, making it more co convenient for that candidate so that the way they can uh, get them there a lot faster. And so um, we've really gotten great feedback on both sides. Candidates enjoy the experience. It's more comfortable, more convenient to them. And then recruiters are able to actually um, hear a lot of personality in terms of when these responses come back, there's not a loss of, you know, personality and that human sense that, that comes through on the other end. Um, and, but there, there must be some candidates that kind of find this a bit kind of, you know, uncanny and a bit kind of uh, a bit of a jolt kind of, kind of speaking to, I mean, it's, it's, surely it's kind of, it's obvious it's not the actual recruited end, it's, it's recorded. So there must be some kind of drop off. And if there is, is there a, uh, is there a kind of a demographic of, of certain types of people, kind of age groups or kind of seniority within business that, that are more um, uh, susceptible to kind of going down this route and using your kind of technology? Is there kind of, is there differences that you can see within the kind of uh, the users? Yeah. So we haven't gone into depth in terms of analyzing that sort of data yet. Um, but generally speaking, the, the workflow is set up. So it's really easy to, to use. Um, anecdotally, we've gotten feedback in terms of uh, all generations, all different walks of life being able to use it. We, we make, um, uh, we give options for accessibility purposes or like if they need accommodations and they can't take the interview for some reason, um, allowing them to alert the recruiter of that. But anecdotally, I was going to say one, one of the, one of my favorite uh, bits of feedback is um, via a recruiter, um, one of their candidates made sure to tell uh, the recruiter to tell us that quotes a boomer used it and uh it was really easy so great job um and so it, it was it was really cool to hear that and so that that's that's one thing people um it's not it's not a common objection or something that comes up often but people do wonder like if their population or their candidate profile is like less tech savvy will they be able to use it and honestly that's why we do things the way that we do is because um it happens over a standard phone call um there's all different types of interviewing platforms out there. A lot of them are like video and web-based and they require a little bit of one access to that technology, a little bit more know-how with us. It's you know, you'll receive an invite, click this button to read instructions, type in your phone number or your phone number will already be there and then hit start. And then our system just calls your phone directly and you pick up and uh, answer questions. And it's very similar to, uh, responding to like a voicemail prompt. And so we try to make it, uh, that was the thing from day one. One of the things that I wanted to make sure is like, I don't want you have to, I don't want you to have to log into anything. I don't want you to have to download anything. It should happen over something that's 
really seamless and easy to use. And so, yeah. uh, we try to, we try to make it that way. Um, it's interesting you brought up kind of video as well, because I think that would be the thing that probably would get thrown at you as well as like in, in this day and age, when we're in a world of videos and, you know, we're recording this over zoom, um, and that everybody seems to be kind of record, you know, handling kind of video interviews and there's platforms for this, yeah. you know, where does your technology kind of fit into that? You know, it is, is there, I mean, I'm sure you're going to say there's, a, there's an advantage to kind of, to kind of doing it phone based over kind of video based. But there is kind of video, kind of video scheduling interviewing type tools out there. I know we have them in, oh, yeah. in, in the UK. So what, what, um, what's you, what, what would you, what's the argument for kind of using kind of a phone based into kind of uh, sort of doing it over, you know, zoom or something like that or whatever video platform they might be using. Yeah, I, I touched on it a little bit. So one of the things that we learned and, and, and now really focus on is the kind of candidate types, industry types. Um, and our focus or our big thing, our kind of calling card is like the fastest phone interview. And that's really relevant to certain, um, it's really relevant to like, honestly, all, um, industries, but especially those that are high volume, high turnover, where you're going through a lot of candidates and trying to make a lot of hires in a, you know, per month. And so that's one advantage that we found is that making it, um, happen over a phone call and minimizing the barriers to entry, uh, leads to faster response times. And ultimately you can get more candidates to the process a lot faster. Um, but what I, what we're hoping to prove since this is usually a relatively new, um, a new way to interview people, we're, we're starting with that industry and we're hoping to prove that other uh, value propositions beyond speed, beyond efficiency and getting more and more into like the quality of hire, helping to minimize bias in uh, the review process, like removing the visual layer altogether and other features that we can incorporate, I, I think we'll, we'll go a lot farther and start to um, unlock some opportunities for folks outside of those types of industries. Imagine being able to remove the worst 25% of your job. How much more could you achieve in a day, a week, or a month? Robotic process automation is changing recruitment by removing mundane, repetitive, and rules-based tasks. If you want to reduce your cost base and increase your capacity to make more placements, resulting in faster growth without the need to hire more people, talk to Liquid Palladium. Visit liquidpalladium.com for more details. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting. That's interesting because I was going to say this. Obviously, this must appeal to the kind of volume kind of recruitment market where you've got a lot of people yeah. to interview at any one time. Um, and you know, one of the questions is: is faster better? You know, I mean, it, it kind of. Mm-hmm. I think we can kind of get caught up in this sometimes. A lot of bits of technology we kind of deal with. It's about kind of being faster and faster. And it's like, when well, is faster actually better? And it's interesting that uh, you you kind of brought this up that. Uh, maybe and maybe not that you're already kind of thinking about the kind of next iterations of qualify that that, that that are kind of based on on quality instead of maybe kind of instead of speed so maybe you can kind of talk right. around that that kind of those kind of uh, thoughts as well yeah i think over the general side like the the for broad strokes purposes i, I would say faster is better in in recruitment um without rushing things without, you know, being able to still make, you know, I'll, I'll caveat it just to cover my, cover my bases, but you know, in, I, I played basketball growing up and there's like kind of a, 
famous quote. I'm sure it's relevant in other sports, but be quick, but don't hurry. Um, I'd say it's, it's kind of like that where you want to be able to have high efficiency, but still be able to make quality decisions throughout that process. And so, uh, but the argument for speed is one in economies like we're in now. Um, we actually started to qualify pre pandemic, um, you know, leading up to the pandemic. And before that was at least here in the States, like one of the lowest unemployment time periods. And yeah. so the pitch that we were trying to make at that point was, uh, speed is everything your best candidates. You know, if you just think of that, generally speaking, they're going to get, they're going to be more sought after they're going to get hired faster. And so your advantage or, or your potential advantage is being able to move faster than would be competitors, um, beating them to the punch and still being able to make a quality decision throughout your process. Um, and that still is relevant today. Um, when, you know, some, in some cases, a lot of our clients still receive a lot of applicant flow mm-hmm. and we've heard over and over again, how, you know, they might schedule a candidate. And by the time that that day comes, that candidates already made another decision, already taken another job or something happens and they just don't show up to that call or, you know, a lot of things can happen. Yeah. Um, and so speed efficiency, uh, making things convenient is, is, is crucial. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the quality side of it, I think um, what I'm hoping is to not lose on the speed, but, but being able to provide more and more insightful information um, with what we do since we're, we have the ability to now capture, you know, people don't usually capture rich information in their phone interviews. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of valuable information that um, people are missing out on. And so what we're hoping to do is now that these are being recorded, um, being able to help um, analyze, um, provide insights and help people make those better, you know, decisions that they um, would have a harder time or just we're doing more in a, sub- a subjective manner before helping them be a little bit more objective um, is the goal. That's interesting. So what, what is it you think that recruiters are, are kind of missing when they're on, on, on kind of phone calls now that, that you can kind of pick up on? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different tools that are coming into like the world of Zoom and meetings and things of that nature. But um, right now, uh, the common way that we kind of showcase this is like during a phone interview, a lot of times the way that you're capturing information is by trying to scratch down notes, type things out. You're not fully engaged in it. And then also if you're not recording it, that's that moment's gone and all you have to go off is your notes. And then you're passing those notes off to a hiring manager who has to look at the resume and decipher this information that you scratch down and try to decide to, you know, is it worth their time to meet with this candidate or what, what's the action step there? Um, and so already with what we provide now, hiring managers are able to, equally be involved in that hiring process at that same step that the recruiter is without messing up their schedule um, and and their time availability. Uh, But uh, capturing that information, I think that there's things that we can uh, start to surface and start to analyze and um, make more available uh, for the recruiters and for the hiring managers to utilize beyond just what's visibly there or what they're listening to. Um. And it, does that include things like um, understanding kind of voice stress and kind of things like that that could, I mean, I know of a couple of bits of technology that can pick up on that and, and apparently 
can tell you if the the person on the other end of the phone is maybe lying or is under stress or is maybe exaggerating. Is is that the route you could see yourself going, or is that just a bit all a bit too big brother? You know. Yeah. So like. I'm speaking in a lot of generalities because I know you probably don't want to give away. You don't want to give away too. Oh no! Well, partially that, but (laughs) two, partially that, partially one. It's uh, we're we're starting this undertaking now, but the bigger one is that I'm pretty skeptical about a lot of things in the world of AI and machine learning. I think, especially in recruiting and in HR, it gets thrown out as buzzwords. quite freely and it sometimes is not real sometimes um it can do more harm than good and so i want to take a a, i want us to be really practical and thoughtful in our approach because uh, one of the big things that we care about is diversity and i know that that is one of the key uh problems that ai can potentially introduce if you have you know, biased, um, algorithms, then it can produce biased outcomes. And so, uh, what we're trying to, uh, determine now is like, what is the best methods for, um, really making decisions and, and, and trying to incorporate those in the product and really logical, thoughtful. And a big thing for me is like explainable ways. I don't want to just say like, we use AI and we use machine learning without actually being able to explain the process, um, to our recruiters so that, that they feel comfortable as well. Cause, uh, that's real. Like yeah. if there's things making decisions on their behalf, potentially not, they have to be really, really comfortable with what's ha- actually happening behind, behind that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I agree as well, right. There is a lot of that, those kind of buzzword bingo where kind of AI and machine learning, and, and it's not actually any of those things. It might just be some sequences and things like that. Kind of yeah. Like that, if, which, if this and that stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then that kind of scenarios when it isn't at that and that's not AI. Um, and people kind of making money off the back of that. Um, it's interesting. You picked up one of the subjects we talk about a lot on the podcast, which is um, diversity and inclusion. And it would be interesting to kind of hear kind of how your kind of product works around that now and how that can um, be affected or how it can influence or not influence and how it can help um, recruiters take that into consideration. With you know, uh, That would be really interesting if, we can t- if you'd hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So right now, what I tell people is that this is not the thing that we are leading with in the conversation. Um, early on, like we, we uh, were trying to discover like, where's our lane? And we found that lane in um, helping to improve really the bottom line, the efficiency and the, the speed at which people can move through the process. Um, over the next couple of years, though, that is one of the big areas that I think we have a major opportunity, not only because it's um, become more relevant for companies and um, people, uh, companies are putting a, a greater investment and um, more importance in that space, um, but also like we want to just live that out. Like I said, like internally, that is one of our you know pillars and values, but I think we can live that out through the product. And, and right now it's just kind of inherent to the nature of what we do. It's audio based. So there's no visual component. Uh, it's structured in nature. So every candidate is going to get the same exact questions, ask the same exact way. And so it allows for um, more objectivity compared to um, other, uh, you know, just like a live standard phone call. Um, and so it allows you to compare candidates more on an apples to apples basis, as opposed to, you know, a live conversation can go a variety of different ways. Mm -hmm. You might, 
you know, ask the question, even you could even ask the same question in a slightly different way, use a different word and it changes the whole meaning of the conversation. Um, and so it makes it a little bit difficult to, um, compare those candidate responses. And so with us, it's again, standardized, structured, same order, same questions, same recording. Um, and, and that's the way that we do it. But I think there's more features that we can layer on top of that that enhance that and, and make the review process um, even more, or I guess even less biased in nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, because one of the things that kind of immediately kind of comes to mind is if someone has a speech impairment, then how does, you know, you know it probably happens quite rarely, but you know, how does that work in, in, that, in, in that scenario? Then there probably is a situation where, yeah. you know, you've got to kind of bypass your, your product right. and kind of go, the other, go in the other direction and go, go do, it, yeah. do it face-to-face basically. Yeah, I think that there's, um, I think that's definitely true. I think that there are limitations to really every, every interviewing type and, um, but to the best of our abilities to, uh, yeah, to the best of our abilities, I think there's a lot of things that we can do even down to, in that case, like we've heard like accents as well. How does yeah. that play? And I think that there's things, cause we, we transcribe the audio as well. So I think we can, you know, certain cases focus more on, or like the transcriptions and um, what's being said there. Um, but yeah, no, there's, there's definitely limitations in every format, video, yeah, audio, live, you know, there's, there's going to be those limitations and, and just in general, hiring people is, <laughs> is hard um, and oh, yeah. not a yeah. perfect science at this point. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, it's interesting you bring up kind of accents. Cause I was going to ask, you know, about, you know, where do you, is the system at the minute just in English and, can you deal with other in other languages and, and, and things like that, you know, because that's always some of the kind of the possible kind of um, kind of uh, growth kind of like kind of uh, kind of drawbacks. Opportunities. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's kind of like, Oh, yeah. we want to do this in German or we want to do this in, in, in Japan or we want to do this in, you know, in South America. And then suddenly it becomes the, you know, you also, all these tech businesses sometimes have to kind of rewrite from the, from the ground upwards because, you know, there's, there's subtleties in the, in those kind of languages that you just can't pick up on. So uh, is yeah. that in, in your roadmap or, you know, do you do that already and how does that work? Yeah, we, we actually do. We haven't had a ton of uh, um, clients that had this need, but we've had at least one and it like forced us to, build out some of the backend infrastructure to be able to, at this point, all of the candidate facing text uh, can be translated into that native language. And we can route the calls to, you know, you know, international phone numbers. Um, and really the only need then at that point is someone to record the questions in that native language, which usually if you have that need to recruit internationally, you have somebody on your team that is, is already recruiting and they can record those questions or we could hire, you know, voice talent to record those questions. And so, yeah, we've seen that as like a long-term opportunity for sure to, to start to expand internationally, especially in the world that are in the industries that we operate in. Um, I think that that is a, a huge huge opportunity for sure. And I've always kind of envisioned like a, the potential of uh two way like translations to where, you know, you know, you might not understand another language at all, but still be able to, through the transcriptions, yep. uh, interpret what that candidate yeah, was yeah. trying to say. Yeah. That's so. when you do get into some kind of a tricky AI, right? At that point. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, one of the other things that we, we, obviously we speak a lot to, um, kind of HR tech providers and there's always this need to 
uh, eventually at some point is connect to other systems, connect to recruiters' own kind of ATS systems and CRM systems uh, and things like that. And, and I assume you're kind of in the in the same boat that you've probably got kind of uh, kind of connections with the other, so you can kind of uh, you know store the data from the recording next to someone's kind of recording yeah. in a database and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've already done some integrations just natively and and actually over 2022 a big big initiative for us is to do a lot more um the cool part is out of the box it's really powerful um and people don't necessarily have to integrate to get a lot of value they can invite people one at a time or they can through bulk uploads send out you know up to 500 invites in a single click of a button um and then we make it really easy to manage that when it comes back in but it is important for a lot of recruiters, especially of a certain size that it works with their systems that they don't have to log out of, you know, log into multiple tools, manage, you know, data syncing and all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, integrations are going to, are huge. And and we want to put a lot of uh, work into that. Um, I, I tell you what, Darren, it has been an absolute kind of pleasure talking today. It's been great to kind of understand, you know, the history of the business, how, and what you guys do and a little bit about kind of the future of qualifier and your opinions on some parts of the kind of recruitment space because i think we kind of share some of the same opinions we will obviously include all of your details uh in the show notes um so if anybody wants to get in contact with you directly uh they can and they can also kind of visit your website uh but for now uh darren it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you very much yeah absolutely i appreciate uh you having me on and if you uh ever want to get into the uh recording of questions game would love your voice on our platform (laughs) (laughs) cheers thanks for listening and don't forget you can subscribe to the marketing rules podcast on apple spotify and all other major podcasting platforms i've been your host james whitelock and i hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.